morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. I am grateful that God has allowed our golden moments to roll on a little while longer. Thank you for your presence on this morning, for rising early with God on your mind, making a determination and a decision that you wanted to start your day with him. We've been wrestling with this question about what God requires of us. What does God require of me living in this day and in this time where there is so much uncertainty and so much ambiguity that um, many of us are looking for absolutes? What What is it that God requires of me? What does he requires of me? As Israel gathered um, across the Jordan River from the promised land, from the place that God had promised them as they gathered across the Jordan River on their way to what God had promised them, Moses puts a question to the people. I do want you all to please hear me on this morning. I know it's early. Um, right when Israel could see what God had promised and they understood, as they are standing there seeing the promise that God made, Moses put a question to the people and he asked, what does the Lord your God require of you? They're looking at the promise that God has made and they are salvating to wanting to have what God has for them. And in that same moment, Moses sees the desire in their hearts and he says to them, what does the Lord your God require of you? And within the same breath, Moses answered his own question. He said, to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I'm giving you today for your own good. Here is what I want you to hold on to. God's covenant of faithfulness towards his people came with an expectation of reverence, of love, of obedience. What God had promised came with expectations of reverence, of love, and obedience. And yet what he's asking us for are those things that are designed for our own good. So he says, number one, I told you last week, he says to fear him, to fear him. Number two was to walk in obedience to him. 
those were the two that I unpacked on last week. Allow me to work through the rest of these. Number three is to love him. God requires our love. Jesus said this. Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest command, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. In Matthew um, 22, verses 37 and verse 38, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. All other requirements and commands flow out of our love for God. Scripture says um, God sets his loyal love on Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, Deuteronomy 7 Verses 7 through 8, it was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you, for you were the fewest of all people. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He always makes the first move, meaning God, but he invites our loving response in return. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, he says this, you know, 1 John four nineteen. we love because he first loved us. I want you to get this, 1 John 4, 19, we love because he first loved us. He always makes the first move, but he invites our loving response in return. Jesus calls us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. He, he calls us to do this. In Mark 12 and 30, Mark 12, 30, he says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. Our love for God is not half-hearted. Rather, we yearn for him like a wild deer pants for the streams of waters. Psalm 42, verse 1, it says um, um, to the, the choir, he writes, as a deer pants for the flowing stream, so pants my soul for you, O oh God. So he wants us to, one, fear him, two, walk in obedience to him, three, love him. Let me give you this one. He wants us to serve him wholeheartedly, to serve him wholeheartedly. See, genuine love for God expresses itself through service. Uh, I, I need to hit the rewind button and say that one more time. Genuine love for God expresses itself through service. I, I want you to l log in, if you don't mind, 1 Corinthians 13, too lengthy for me to read. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 13. 
too, too much for me to for me to give all to you. But but I need you to know genuine love um, for God expresses itself through service. You'll see that right there in First Corinthians thirteen verses one through thirteen, and it's a familiar passage, very familiar. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all of my uh, goods away and I have delivered up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. That passage right there helps us to see that genuine love for God expresses itself through service. Jesus Christ, our example, was the ultimate servant. He was the ultimate. Jesus Christ was the ultimate servant. According to Matthew 20, verse uh, 8, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life uh, as a ransom for Many. See, serving God is not a forced obligation, but a free, natural, joy-filled response to the love God has poured on us. First John chapter 4, verse 9 through 11, in this love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son, sent his only son to, into the world so that we may live through him. And in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, the sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Y'all, love serves, not as a servant, but as someone who is in love, <laughs> what can I, I love you so much, God, what, what do you need me to do for you? So, so he says to us that we ought to fear him. We ought to walk in obedience to him. We ought to love him. We ought to serve him wholeheartedly. Let me give you one more, and I'll leave you alone for the morning. The next one said we ought to observe his commands. When we observe the Lord's commands, we, we prove our love for him. John 14, verse 15, tell, if you love me, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That, that's, what, that's what John 14, verse 15 says. In 1 John, um, 1 John 5, verse 2 through 3 says, by this we know that we love, that we love the children of God, that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. They're not burdensome. So he tells we ought to observe the Lord's commands, which proves our love for him and shows our faithfulness to him. Moreover, you all, the Lord asks us to obey his commands for our benefit. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. 
That's what Psalms 19 and 8 tells us. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The question of Deuteronomy 10 and 12, what does the Lord your God require of you, is very much like the one in Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Here's what it says. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Both passages, you all, seek to show that a profession of faith that does not come from a heart of a genuine love and devotion to God is not faith at all. Here's how I sum this up, you all, in conclusion. What God requires of us is our whole hearts. But since we owe God our very lives, what he desires from us seems minor, especially since his requirements are all designed with our best interest in mind. I hope I've helped you this morning. I know I helped myself. I need you all to help me to pray for Brother Larry Thomas and Jackie Thomas, Deacon Sharon Durham and um, Brother Gary Davis, Brother Harry Mason. I need you all to help me pray intently for Brother Barry Hayes. Um, believing God for the swelling to go completely down believing God for mobility, prayer for uh, Kathleen and Michael Davis, healing in that family, praying for healing for Roland Carter, Monica Etheridge, and dad, and Miss Marion Minifield, praying for them, Sister Mary Davis, and Deacon Evelyn Mack, Sister Martina Baxter, Associate Pastor Talia White, Praying for Velda Jones, praying for Velda Jones' granddaughter, lifting her prayer. God, you know. Sister Gaylene Musgrove, praying for Lisa, praying for you, Lisa, on today. Praying for Valerie Jones, who's been diagnosed with stage two lung cancer. I'm praying for you, those of you who are on this call, and for those who are connected to you. I'm praying for those names I didn't get, that I should have gotten. I pray today for Harold Brinkley and for Pastor Stephen Tucker. I lift him in prayer. I'm praying today for Dr. George Parks, the new pastor at Metropolitan Church. Y'all, we pray today for the students at Morgan State and for the students attending school all over the land praying for our schools and our teachers, praying for families who are dealing with loved ones being shot down. God, we need you. Lord, we need you. I'm praying for persons who, in fact, are striking and people who are trying to live with a decent wage. Praying, God, I'm praying 
for all the patients of the Kaiser um, company that will be without service. I'm praying for persons who need medical attention. I'm praying for those brothers and sisters who are dealing with mental illness. God heal, God restore. You are a mind regulator. Father, we need you. God, we need you. And as you can already imagine, God, our burdens are heavy. Our hearts are heavy. Some of us come this morning with tears in our eyes and others of us are weak. Emotionally, we are retired and we are being depressed. But God, I know you to be a God who knows how to revive. So I say to you, give us strength this morning. God, give us strength. God, give us strength. God, give us clarity in our minds. <laughs> I pray even the day for articulation of speech. God, help us to be able to see you clearly and to speak those things regarding you. God, you have permission today to use our mouths as your mouthpiece. Help us to be a witness unto you. God, we pray for your church. God, we pray not only for Carolina Church, but for every church planted in your name, for every pastor, every man, woman of God who stands and speaks on your behalf. I pray, God, that you will stand them up and give unto them power to declare in this dark world that thou art God. I pray today, God, for healing. Let it run rampant. You've got enough healing, God. You've got more healing in the hem of your garment than we have in all totality of this world. Father, heal today. Deliver. We need you. We will not move, God, until you give us direction. Thank you for your word, God. It helps us to know that what you require of us is to reverence you, to fear you, to walk in obedience to you, to love you, and to serve you wholeheartedly, and to observe your command. And God, we've come to know now that your faithfulness towards the promises that you have for us are tied with an expectation of reverence and love and obedience. We understand, God. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. And listen, I want to thank you all so very much for your time today. I appreciate you all. I've given you all some principles. I hope it was in an act of futility that I literally am giving you something that's planting seeds in your mind and your hearts that we might do better. On your mark, get set. Let's grow. Hey, I want y'all to have a great day on purpose and know that I love you with all my heart. God bless.